You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 415, The G-Men Go for Gold. You're listening to The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Everyone, <laughs> to the MyMac.com podcast, where we go for the gold. Now. Gold! <laughs> now. now. <laughs> oh, this is going to be one of those shows, folks. <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, you it, know, how long did it take us to just do the, to do the, the opening intro bit? <laughs> It yeah. took me, well, you know, so everybody's listening. Um, obviously, we always do the intro where we uh, do the number of the show and then the title. And that lasts for what? I don't know, two or three seconds? It just took me two minutes <laughs> to do about it. that. And that's not because I could not Well, you've been off for a week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know I've lost you all just... sense of place, timing, and whatever. Yeah, it's all gone to pot. <laughs> The uh, universe yeah. is not in your favor this evening. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And that could either mean... Where's the kaboom? <laughs> there was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Yeah, well... Sorry. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Anything can happen in the next half hour. <laughs> I did it three oh, times my, my. because this, this might go on for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, just to get just to get to the part where we talk about what we did last week. Good night, everybody. Oh. So, guy, so guy, so sorry, yeah. Listener, but um, it's me and guy just enjoying <laughs> ourselves, and you really don't care, do you? So, <clears throat> <laughs> probably not. I was away, and uh, I listened to the show last week. I actually downloaded it through Downcast and listened to what I thought was a good show with Tim. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It so, was oh, well done. It was. To you. Except a, a few Tim, minor Tim, technical Tim, problems. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Now get that printed on your brain, so when you're on next time, you don't forget. <laughs> Mind you, I have oh, to slip. Oh, that slap was your so wrist. funny! Well, I have to slap your wrist as well. Oh, what did I do? Well, it was just telling. Tim, oh, you know, right, what's that right, last right. word. <laughs> I'm poor Tim, I have no clue what you were talking about, but there you go. Yeah, Freeway anyway. Express? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is the last word. Which anyway, is guys. actually the last words in our show notes. Yes, it's just the, yes. It's not the end of the show notes. Show notes. Last no. words. That makes any that makes no uh, sense to anybody. Anyway, well, guy. We, we need to get rid of some of that stuff at the at the bottom that we're never ever gonna get to. Correct. But Correct. it just stays there. So what have you been doing this week, guy? Well, in your Mac, um, in your Mac universe, you know, in the Mac universe, uh, my son Peter actually came to me. Uh, he's my younger son, and told me he needed uh, a hard drive, an external hard drive, for some files. And I was like, "Well, I mean, because I, he's got two external hard drives. One is his time machine backup. He's got a, yep. um, I think it's a, a an i three twenty one point five inch iMac, and then he's got another drive." that is just for, you know, whatever stuff. And it's about a terabyte. And I, I looked at that drive 
and he had like almost no space left on it. So I said, well, what about the main drive on your computer? So he, he clicks on the, the main drive and I look and free space available. This is on a one terabyte drive, 11 gigabytes. He had 11 gigabytes left on a one terabyte. It's like, how, how the hell do you how is fill it running? a terabyte? Oh, well, not so well. It, it was a I little bet, slow. Yes, yes. I, I bet it was very slow. I, I assume he had quite a bit of video on there. Yeah, he's the he's the movie maker. So I went out. I went out right. to a local retailer, got a three terabyte drive. So because he he refuses to get rid of like all the old video after he gets done doing a project, he still has like all the old files and stuff. And right. his so, excuse so, basically so, is, well, I may I may recut it into like a, you know, thinking like a director's cut. It's like what <laughs> really director's cut of the stuff that you and your high school friends are doing. You know, no, I don't think so. But I got him the 3 terabyte drive and now he's able to to at least until his next big project cuz he he's actually uh he and a bunch of his friends I guess back in you know, this is totally off topic, big surprise. Um back in December had been you know prior to that they'd been filming a lot of stuff and coming out with these little 5-10 minute movies and they decided that in December that they were going to stop doing that. And they were going to spend uh, the entire rest of the winter and the spring writing. And that each one of them were going to, you know, write a, a longer film and do, you know, write the scripts and, and directors' directions and, and all the rest of this stuff. And then they were each going to star, like, in each other's movies. And right. Peter came up with this, <laughs> with this really weird concept, this, like, takeoff. And I haven't seen the whole thing yet. On uh, on superheroes, it's called I think Red Wasp and Yellow Jacket, and it's like two you know urban somewhat superheroes that apparently aren't really all that great at their job, and and the little bit and he throws in these sound effects when they when they're hitting each other, almost like you, you almost expect like with the old Batman TV show yes. to see a big yeah, bam just or yeah. poof or you know, whatever. So I, I'm because yeah, Kerspashel or whatever, whatever the stuff was they had on that they had on that old show, and we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, I guess the other thing that happened when I went to get the three terabyte drive, uh, it was at a um, like I said, a local retailer. They don't advertise, so I'm not going to say their names, but they had a bunch of open box Macs that they were selling. Yeah. Um, they had a, a MacBook Air, and it was, I think, the last-gen MacBook Air, uh, 128 gigs of storage for, it was like around $750, $800. And they had a quad-core, but this is the one that I really, really was so tempted. Quad-core i5, 27-inch Intel iMac for like 150 to $200 off. And, oh, my God, I was so so very tempted to get it because you know the mac pro i have will will never ever run mountain lion and but i i held off i held off because i know that almost probably near every single desktop mac that apple is making is and they're all due for a refresh even the mac minis and so i'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that so, of course, the only problem with that in the meantime is I, I can't run Mountain Lion. Well, I'll sucks. be honest with you. At this point in time, I'm still not running Mountain Lion. Um, I still haven't. Uh, well, well your Mac Mini will run it, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, all th there's, there's, I've got three machines which will run it. It's just the old white MacBook which won't run oh. it. Um, it's just I haven't got around to 
actually upgrading yet because at this point in time there's nothing that you know floats my boat so much that i need to to get it you know so uh, although there are you know a few things that that would be nice that would be nice but one of the biggest things a lot of people were talking about was uh safari well safari 6 well i've got that now anyway um but apparently that was available for lion yeah, that's right. And uh, but a lot of people are saying that there's a much improved speed increase, and there's a much improved speed increase as to whether you do an upgrade or whether you do a clean install. However, you do the upgrade, it seems to have a big improvement on performance. So, that you know, for that side, I am looking forward to uh, to upgrading, and I will do it. I'm not I'm not holding back for any reason that, that I've seen issues. Although I have heard of one person that's uh, complained about issues, but that person has issues. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> it's not okay, no. um, <laughs> beyond beyond technology. <laughs> yes, yes. So, what did you do um, while you were on vacation? Well, I took my um, basically. I took my iPhone, of course, um, and gave it a real good testing. Now, with taking pictures, which I am so impressed with that device and its picture taking capability, it is just fantastic. But we also took the iPad as long uh, as there's enough light. Correct, correct. Um, and I also took the uh, the MacBook Air. Um, we took it up to uh, the Lake District, uh, which is up in Cumbria. Um, and I, I again loaded any photos that I'd taken onto the air with my uh, Sony DSLR and the iPhone. And I actually took a few pictures and videos with the iPad just to see what it would be like. I mean, you do feel a bit dumbass actually holding your ipad up but to be honest with you now there's do you know do you know one thing though guy i can i could actually get used to taking pictures with the ipad and shall i tell you why yeah please you get a fabulous image at the back so you can see a nice big screen of the image you're taking which gives you a much better view of the actual picture that you're going to be taking rather than looking through an eyepiece or looking you know at the small screen at the back of the iPhone. And that Well, you know, actually, that's, that's very true. Yeah. And I, I did find that when I took the picture, I thought, oh, I feel like a bit of an idiot here standing holding this up, or there wasn't anybody about. <laughs> but actually, when I was taking a picture, I was looking at the screen thinking, that shows me exactly what I'm going to get. And I was, I, you know, that bit actually, threw, it brought me right round to thinking, actually, it's not so dumb to take a picture with this thing. Anyway, that aside because I didn't take too many with it. <clears throat> Once I'd got any pictures, <laughs> I then pop them onto the air. And each night, as I tend to try and do, I manipulate them in iPhoto on the MacBook Air. Um, you know, I make adjustments, um, you know, delete some of them, uh, make um, color adjustments, uh, contrast adjustments, all that sort yeah, of stuff, take yeah, out any blemishes. Yeah. yeah, I do all of that stuff, name them, do, do all of that, keywords, etc., etc. And then once uh, I get home... Yeah, all the metadata. That's right. Once I get home, yeah, do the location stuff for the uh, DSLR, which uh, hasn't got GPS on it. Uh, and then when I get home, I basically use iPhoto Library Manager from Fat Cat Software uh, to merge them into my main iPhoto library. Uh, now, when I first did it, I had a bit of a problem, and I got a feeling it was my fault because I'd, I'd left the process running and it was actually waiting for me to hit a uh, duplicate do i want to import this duplicate which because it had already pulled one of the images from my iphone uh via um oh what's the process which i've now turned off actually because i think it's a pain in the backside 
uh, when you take a picture uh, on your iPhone <laughs> and it automatically goes into your library. Oh, what's it called now? Oh, that's going to, I'm going to have to open. Now I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure. I'm going to have to open iPhoto now and uh, look in preferences. So, excuse me while I just do okay. this, folks. Um, this is really embarrassing because I've completely <laughs> forgotten what the name of the upload is. And you're all screaming at the uh, whatever device you're listening on at the moment, <laughs> telling us what a total idiot I am. Um, here we go. Preference. Yeah, you, they're probably on uh, Samsung Galaxy. Photo stream. Photo stream. Photo stream. Oh, okay. okay. Well, yeah, that's the. Yeah, that- so. Hello? Isn't that an iCloud service? Yes, yes. So I basically got a duplicate there, and I think I messed up. Anyway, I got rid, because it hadn't brought across any of the metadata and changes I made, I basically deleted them all, because obviously I'd still got the copy, and then re-did the import and made sure that I I did everything clean, and the second time, it was fine. So, uh, yeah, you know, all of the work, rather than sitting at home and having three or four hundred photos to go through and make adjustments, Mm. um, you know, I do, like, 30 or 40 a night, and um, by the end of the holiday, you know, you're then not wasting time when you get back. And they're all ready for your friends and family to come around and have an enjoyable evening, sitting looking at all your photos on your Apple TV. Yeah, you can, you can waste all that time on your vacation instead. <laughs> and um, I, 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 I've got, this is this kind of, there's two things which are leading into my tip and my pick later. I've already mentioned one. <laughs> and the other one is uh, basically I use the iPhone often to take a shot, um, which I then use that location information uh, into the metadata of the non-GPS pictures. But uh, that's included in the tip later. So uh, no more to be said at this point. Okay, let's uh, let's move so on I had to a very te- the, the I had recent a, stuff. I had a very tech, oh, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. had a very tech um, tech holiday, I suppose. I mean, I took along my MiFi as well. So, although the the 3G signal up there was pretty sparse, I've got to say, but we had a good time. Thank you very much for asking, which you didn't. <laughs> I did ask, <laughs> yeah, just did. not on the air. <laughs> I, I asked earlier. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, now I'm all confused. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the, the MyMac.com recent articles. Please remember that you can help MyMac.com and the MyMac.com podcast by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of the MyMac website. Doesn't cost you a penny, but helps the podcast. Wow. <laughs> that is brilliant. You really ought to record that and put it on the soundboard. Um, yeah, I, and then just yeah, put it in soundboard and just click on it. Do you want to take the first one? <laughs> Sure. The, this is a uh, review by Kurt Blanchard. The Satechi Audio Cube Speaker Review. The Satechi. Sate, uh, sa, now you see why I let you do Satechi, it. Satechi. 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 Audio Cube. I'm not even sure. It's a nicely styled 3x3x3-inch box with small stereo speakers built into each side. It will pair with many Bluetooth audio devices, including iPhones, iPads, and properly equipped computers. There is an input jack on the back of the unit for connecting to other audio sources via the included cable. Read the rest of the article and find out why Kurt gave it a MyMac review rating of 7 out of 10. And uh, next on the MyMac.com website is iFit-1. That's a smartphone speaker stand review, again, 
by Kurt Blanchard, uh, the iFit Dash One He's speaker. He's just like a audio audio crazy guy this week. I, I just you know get with it, Kurt. <laughs> The iFit Dash 1 speaker is an inexpensive step up from the built-in speakers in most smartphone smartphones. Its lithium-ion battery is charged with uh, an included micro-USB to USB cable when attached to your computer. Again, read the rest of the article and find out why Kirk gave this one also a MyMac rating of 7 out of 10. And next up is Lifeophobic. Tech Fan Podcast number eighty-eight, and and Tim was definitely having a go at David. On, on, have you listened to this one <laughs> yes, yet? Yes. <laughs> he was so so winding David up there at the very beginning, as he says, "Why do we only celebrate someone after they're gone?" Tim reviews the Nexus Seven, but not really. He also reviews the Kindle Touch, but again. Not really. <laughs> Why is Field Runners 2 now on the back burner? Uh, they also talked about Mountain Lion, the Olympics, menu item creep, and much, much more. And Kurt Blanchard gave it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a joke, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Okay, Mac. And Not I, much of one. But. No, no, well. I, I didn't laugh that much. Um, Mac and iOS maintenance. <laughs> yes, you did. You la- You laughed like crazy. I couldn't believe it. I had to stop the recording. You were laughing so hard. <laughs> not really. But not really. <laughs> Mac and I. Can you let me get onto this piece, please? I'll have to shoot you. Go ahead. No, I wouldn't really do shoot that. It'd be a please. pop gun. Actually, we watched some people while we're on holiday in an English castle being shot at. Can you believe that? With bows and arrows. They're actually firing these arrows at these people. I mean, they had rubber ends on, but flipping it, it could have taken someone's eye out. And you know where that ended up. Well, uh, <laughs> you well know, obviously, uh, obviously they all. were not fans of the Royalists. <laughs> you're 1066 <laughs> and all. Could have had taken an eye out. Anyway, Mac and I, that's completely gone off topic. Mac and iOS maintenance, <laughs> three geeky ladies, episode six. The ladies talk about ways they keep their Macs and iOS devices running clean, and Vicky tells us what she likes and dislikes about Mountain Lion. They apologise for some scratchy noises. It seems that the Skype gods were against them during this particular recording. But go take a listen anyway. Well, yeah, that, that's never happened to us. <laughs> Skype no, gods. never. I bow before thee. <laughs> I bow before thee. He's bow. I think Skype Thank is. You, Skype I think gods. Skype is. <laughs> well, I happen to think it's. There's something squally around here. Or possibly. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. Oh, this is going to be a soundboard crazy show. I think so. Uh, no significant feedback from the mymac.com <laughs> website. Uh, we we did get something from email, list. but that will <laughs> that will come later in the show. Uh, and I posted a, a question on Twitter with both uh, the Mac Parrot name and the guy in Gaz name, and um, it basically because you know all the the everyone's putting out their results, and according to some people, Apple is now the number one computer manufacturer if you include the iPad into their computer sales instead of as a separate category. Yep. So the question I asked on Twitter was, is the iPad a real computer? Yes, no. 
sorry, excuse me. Uh, Mark Shepard started us off and he said, first, we have to define what a real computer is, which wasn't really what I asked, but that's okay. Uh, Keith, Keith Murdoch said, no, but it's pretty close. Which is- uh, Bob DeGran. So you've got two maybes at the moment. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob DeGrand said, yes, I don't see any possible definition where the first Mac or IBM PC or Apple II is a computer and the iPad isn't. That's definitive. Uh, Kirshen say, yep, said, yes, indubitably. And then uh, Mark Greentree said, not yet. It will be when I no longer need a Mac to get uh, work done. And Tom Schmidt, and then, of course, we have side conversations. Tom Schmidt, in a response to Mark, said, just because you need a Mac doesn't mean the iPad is not a computer. That's a personal preference, not a fact. So apparently it, it kind of is and kind of <laughs> isn't. <laughs> it all depends where you're coming from. I think so, it is. So what was the score on the, on the doors once you'd finished your survey? Uh, it was it was pretty much even up three three. Okay. If, if you count the maybes as no's. <laughs> okay. We do that then. We'll do that because I could, I could, unless it's a I could count the yes. maybes as yeses and say it's unanimous. No, no. It's uh, unless it's a definite yes. It's a no. There you go. The yeah. oracle has spoken. Okay. Now <laughs> you put out a question. I think, and we had a reply from uh, Peanut Gallery, or well, that's Peanut underscore Gallery on Twitter, um, at Guy and Gaz, yes. would love to hear a wish list of features for the next OS Dragon. Well, they're out of cats now, aren't they? Basically is what she was indicating. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yes, I've got some ideas, um, but I just threw them down in reply, although I haven't actually written these replies. So, peanut underscore gallery, if you're not listening, you won't hear the replies. <laughs> That'll teach you. Um, <laughs> I've said screen, right? I want the screen to be able to adjust for people's eyesight. Now, that's clever. If it can do that. Do you get me on that one? Do well, how would you even do that? that? Well, precisely. It's got to be clever. It'd have to have an eyesight, and it'd have to texturize, oh. and then it could adjust. Because some people have to get closer to the screen <laughs> or make it bigger, do it automatically, rather than you having to go in and adjust the screen size, you know, so you can read all the small script. I want the OS to do that after it's tested my eyesight. There you go. That'd be clever. Auto brightness. <laughs> and do it, do it with, like, the eyesight camera. Yeah, there you go. You see, it's there. Sure. Ha, ha, ha. See what I see when I did yes, there? Yes, yes, very good. <laughs> Anyway, auto brightness adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there are applications out there which uh, will do this for you, but I think auto brightness adjustment would be good. And um, certainly um, much more interaction. I think this is coming anyway with, uh, with the voice and uh, applications. Yeah. And lastly, <clears throat> I wonder if they'd actually go for, you know, a virtual environment to allow you to uh, um, actually set up a, a, you know, a a virtual environment for another OS. Well, they, well, they kind of do that with, um, well, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean a virtual environment within the OS. So you can set up another operating system like you do at the moment with parallels uh, and what's the other one? 
or fusion yes uh, but there's a free there's a free one as well so yeah. you know i think might, we have some i think we have some some skype lag tonight i think we do we'll we'll see if we can fix that but, after the next bit yeah well after after yeah after yeah at, for the next break we'll try to fix that um but i i have to disagree with peanut gallery as far as running out of uh, cats i think there are plenty and i think that the, the next version of the mac os should be called mr snuggly boots <laughs> What do you think? And I slammed me daft door and left him a standard there on my potty porch of my bad mansion in Bonkers Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Wise words, mate. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 they could call it that. <laughs> Imagine well, trying to well, every well, single time. So, well, see, there was an update to Mac OS ten version nine, and it's called. And I slammed me daft door and left him a standard there on my potty exactly. porch of my bad mansion in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> oh dear. Exactly. Oh, and we got some feedback from uh, Facebook, and and why don't you read this one, Gaz? Because it was it was more it was more geared towards you. Okay, for, this was from Lee Terry, and it actually said, "Dear Gaz," so talk about aimed at me. I think it was directly aimed at me. Spadoosh. Yeah, um, he says, "I'm taking a trip to Great Britain from the United States of America soon." Uh, I have a new iPad. It is AT and T capable, so it has GSM and a SIM card. Can I buy a different SIM card when I get into Britain? If so, what cellular company should I use? Thanks, Lee. Um, Okay, Lee, yes, um, I think the iPad is 4G available or 4G capable in the US. Now, we don't really have 4G over here or it wouldn't be on the same band, but I think it's still 3G capable, uh, which we do have plenty of uh, over here. And really, when you come over, just go to any um, outlet that sells SIMs and just Pick up the best deal you can find. Don't spend more than 10 to 15 pounds, and you'll probably get a card which will give you quite a bit of data download. Um, They'll probably run, I think, for about a month. So you'll have, you know, so much data available to you through the period of a month. But just go to the nearest uh, outlet that you find, either at the airport or if you're going to a big city, you'll find plenty of kiosks or or small shops. um, And it's difficult to tell you which company to go for because some of them do have better reception in different areas. Although the the one that crops up and seems to do pretty much anywhere you go is three, and that's the number three. Um, so if you find a shop selling three data SIM cards, then go for that. But don't spend well anywhere up to twenty pounds, I think, and you, you you'll have a pretty good uh, a pretty good uh, deal. But um, I would say ten to fifteen is your best bet. Now, what about uh, power? Uh, yeah, I'm powerful. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the the power adapter. Uh, do you know if they're if if they auto auto switch between one ten and two twenty? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do because whenever I've come over to the US, and, and I mean it goes down because I think you're on one ten over there, aren't you? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you've, you'll have any problems. The I think it'll auto switch on on the adapters. Uh, you won't have any problem with the with the charging of that. I've never heard anybody coming over to uh, to the UK and having a problem with either their iPhone or their iPads or any other piece of equipment. Um, so yeah, that should be fine. And Lee, uh, once you get back from your trip, make sure you uh, you let us know how it went, and you could you could 
do something like really super crazy and call our Skype number that we'll announce at the end of the show and uh, let us let us know how it went. Well, when he comes and, over, and, he, when know, he comes over, into, whoa, whoa, whoa. when he comes over, he should um, he should um, just send me a tweet. And if I'm available, you know, perhaps we can meet up. You never know if the opportunity is there. I'll go for it. OK, uh, well, did you get this email as well? Uh, yes, this wasn't email. This was on. Uh, okay, okay. Well, why don't you send him a send him an email and, and see how you can hook it up? Yep, good stuff. But speaking of speaking of Skype, which we kind of did, <laughs> well, we actually got some audio feedback from Skype this week. Yay! And it's uh, it's from my brother Larry. So I'm I'm not sure if that counts or not. So, but anyway, <laughs> here it is. Hi guys, this is Larry. Got a guy in gas. Hurtling down the turnpike as always, heading for work, uh, catching up on my podcast listening and uh, listening to 411. And I heard, heard your comments about the Microsoft Slate, and and I want to agree with Gaz uh, with, with, with the statement that I've heard for years and years. Uh, and the reason the Slate will probably succeed in enterprise is because no IT professional ever got fired for buying Microsoft. <laughs> and, and I think I'll close with that. Uh, nice talk, to y'all. Talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Larry. Bye. Thanks for thanks for calling in, dude. Uh, yeah, I um, I, I guess I can't really disagree with that. I, I, I it's probably going to depend on how much adoption there is in the business world to to Windows Eight with its radical departure from from you know basically what Microsoft has done before. Now I see you got a phobie word of the day there. Yes, I have, Guy. Um, and I was desperately, desperately looking for a, a phobia word that would connect us and the Olympics, you know, some sort of phobia word that meant that you were uh, Olympic phobiac or you were running phobiac or some sort of sport phobiac. And I couldn't find one. So I went for this one because I quite liked the sound of it, which is potomophobic. So what do you think that is? Okay, that's got to be one of two things. It's either... A fear of an illegal substance that you have to smoke, or a fear of potatoes. <laughs> yes, you or maybe a combination. The, yeah, it could be a combination. You went for the obvious one, <laughs> but you're you're wrong. It is, in fact, the fear. Oh no, of rivers. <laughs> okay, well, you know what that makes me feel like. It makes me feel like this. <laughs> but we'll just skip right past that. Um. <laughs> We didn't do a tech news of the weird this this week, and that's probably good because I I know that this section is running super super long. So Gaz, good God, get us out of here. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Tom just goes and goes. Hi, this is Dale Nemirovsky. I'm John Nemo's mom. And I'm here to say that he was really a pretty good boy. I, I really liked him a lot, and he was very well behaved. But he didn't like his vegetables or wear his jacket, and that made me very angry because I was afraid he would get cold. I was always afraid the kids would get cold. But the desserts, let me tell you, he was really into desserts. If you listen to the App Minute podcast... Desserts on me.
Like an 80-year-old man jogging on a nudist beach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the second section of the MyMac podcast. And, yes, we were having a little bit too much fun again. And uh, hopefully our... Uh, delay issues are now fixed. We both signed out of Skype and we both came back in. So hopefully Guy won't say yes to me 10 seconds after I've said it. <laughs> well, what's what's going to be weird is, and you know, there's, there's not much I can do about this, folks. I will take out some of the, the delay in the first section of the show, but it's still going to be kind of disjointed because Gaz wasn't hearing me for a couple seconds until after I said it. Not much I can do about that, and no, we're not going to restart the show. <laughs> not happening. No. So what have you got for the second break? Uh, well, got this thing from Tom Schmidt a couple of weeks ago. At least I think it was from Tom Schmidt. And he asked, could we cover the issue of air printing and some of the available and compatible printers? Uh, some experiences and what to take care of. Now, uh, I don't know about you. I actually haven't used AirPrint yet, uh, but honestly, I don't really print that much anymore. Um, we still print, um, a, a f- I want to say a fair amount, but we still print uh, quite a bit. But I, um, it, does he? Do you think he means he's talking about AirPrint from iOS devices? Yes. I assume he does. Okay. So um, the application that I've used, because the uh, the HB printer that I've got, which is an OfficeJet 6500A, unfortunately isn't AirPrint compatible. And I'm not going to go out and actually buy one, to be perfectly honest with you, um, because I'd recently bought it and then they brought AirPrint out and I was hoping that perhaps, you know, they could do a firmware upgrade because this can, you know, it's got wireless on it and it's got um, compatibility with linking up via USB and also over Ethernet. But no, no such luck. Anyway, the the way I do it for printing from my iPad, and we do a little bit of printing from our iOS devices, although not a great deal, I, I'll admit, is I've actually got this linked up to uh, my network uh, via USB down to the Air, Airport Express. And, um, yeah, we pretty much use uh, Printopia, uh, which is an application which has been around for a, a little while, and that's the application that I use to print from the iPad if uh, if we need to do such a thing. And obviously, the fact that the printer is is linked up to the rest of the uh, network, uh, I can obviously print over Wi-Fi uh, with uh, the uh, the MacBooks that we've got. Now, Printopia, that's a Mac app, isn't it? <clears throat> that's a Mac app, but it allows you to print via an on Mac, which is connected to the printer, um, via um, via your iOS device. Oh, okay. Okay, because uh, I, I was actually looking at that when I was doing some research for this. And uh, there's actually there's a couple of good articles that I found, and I'll link to in the, in the show notes that talk about it. One is from Apple that, that basically talks about, you know, AirPrint 101. And I right. think that I think that came out when HP was the only company that was, you know, originally doing AirPrint. Now there's a there's a bunch of them. But in essence, in order to use the AirPrint, you need to be on iOS five. And on the iPhone side, you need to be on at least an iPhone 3GS, an iPod Touch fourth generation, or any iP- any iPad, including the first generation. 
And uh, in order to make an AirPrint compatible printer work out of the box with iOS, uh, basically there, there's a more than just one company that's now making them. Uh, and these companies include uh, Brother, Canon, Dell, Epson, HP, Lexmark, and Samsung. And if you go to the link that'll be in the show notes, they'll have a listing of all AirPrint compatible printers. Now, you know, I, I'm not saying if if you occasionally may want to uh, print from your iPad that you should rush out and get one of these these AirPrint compatible printers. Because if your current printer is Wi-Fi enabled but not on the list, you may still be able to use it with some third-party apps that that I found from another site called. Let me see here. It was called um, uh, the site was App Advice, and they had a nice listing of some of the apps that'll do it. Uh, one of them is Printer Pro by Readle, or Print and Share by oh darn it when we started recording i forgot to put myself on do not disturb <laughs> and you, lord knows i i'm disturbed enough as it is yeah absolutely disturb me <laughs> so uh printer pro by Riedel or print and share by euro smarts yeah yeah and um, yeah, and as I say, Printopia also can be used, but that's a little bit more expensive than uh, the applications that are actually advised on on that website. Now, I, I've never used any of those that are, are on that website, so I don't quite know uh, how well they work, although there is a light version of Readle, uh, Printer Pro by Readle, so you could probably try that uh, as a tester. Uh, Printopia certainly works, but it's $19.99, so, but they have a demo as well, and that does work supremely well, though, I must admit. It does work really well, so I can vouch yeah. for Printopia. Um, but those I others, think most mate, of these others are under $5. Yes, they are. They are. They all look like they're they're pretty pretty cheap actually. So if they work, then yeah, it's a damn sight cheaper than going out and buying a, a new printer. Buying a new printer. <laughs> now, if you if your printer is connected via USB to either a Mac or a PC, you still may be able to print with it. There's a couple of other iOS utilities. Uh, these were also from uh, the App Advice site. And uh, there's Print, also by Eurosmarts, Print Utility for iPad by Darso, Print Sharing by Avalon Software, or Avatron. Print... That's Avatron. Oh, is it? Oh, I spelled yeah. that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Or Print Agent Pro, also from Darsoft. Now, all of these are, re- are relatively inexpensive, but you should check each program's documentation to make sure that it'll work within the confines of your equipment. Now, we got uh, one other question here, and it says, I currently have an older non-Wi-Fi Brother inkjet printer connected via USB to the Airport Express. Because I'm afraid that this printer will quit his job in the near future, mm-hmm. I am looking for I, I am looking for buying a new Wi-Fi enabled printer. Any things to be considered? Um, I would say first and foremost, the easiest solution is to, to check for AirPrint compatibility. And of course, you can use the link in that'll be in the show notes to go to Apple's support page for it. Uh, but if you don't want, if, if those cost more, and chances are they probably do, uh, chances are you can use some of the apps mentioned earlier that will allow you to go a little bit cheaper for a printer and use one of them. Keep in mind that, especially with utilities, 
future iOS updates may break functionality. Now, do you, do you think that question was purely aimed at um, the ability to be able to uh, use um, AirPrint, or do you think that question also is a general question about what to consider for printers? Um, well, they were both those questions were kind of together, so I was assuming okay. that okay. that that he was looking for some you know way to you know get whatever his you know, when he goes to buy a new printer the air that air air print. Oh, good God. The air. <laughs> ah, yes, it's a good day. That air print was, was one of the features that he was looking for. Okay. Okay. Because obviously there's a, there's a whole show that you could spend actually discussing, discussing uh, the whys and wherefores as to uh, which printer and whether to go for an inkjet or a laser jet or whether to go for a multi-functional device or, you know, a, a scanner and just a printer, et cetera, et cetera, and cartridge yeah. costs and paper costs. And, oh, you could go <laughs> on and on and on and on and on. And really, it comes down it, – it, very often it comes down to a preference. It, it's very much like some people actually go down the route of being – HP fans, Canon fans, Epson fans. Um, so I, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I've had no, Epsons. not for I've printers. Had, I've had I've had Canons. I've had HP. So uh, and all of them will die eventually and cost you a fortune. As far as I'm concerned, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if if you look at printers in general, they're very very inexpensive, and the reason why they're so inexpensive is because what they charge for ink is yeah. completely because what outrageous. They, yeah, because what they charge for ink is like... <laughs> That's right. And if you think gas prices for your car is high... I think, I, I remember I was reading this article uh, It was some time ago. It was comparing the price of gasoline to the, yes. the you know per gallon to the the price of printer ink and printer ink was was something like seventy five dollars to the gallon or some some ridiculous actually no it was a heck of a lot more than that because most uh, most inkjet cartridges are like in the twenty to thirty dollar range so right. and that thinking, certainly isn't perhaps you're thinking per liter yeah okay <laughs> that could be. That could be. Yeah, so I mean, AirPrint is something you either you either really do need it, or you'll easily find a way around it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm still using this. This uh, I've got a Canon, I've got a Canon printer that I've had for I guess about a year and a half, but it, it mostly just sits off unless I actually need it. And then I've got a, a network printer that uh, Tim gave me probably in 2007 or 2008 that I have hooked up through uh, an airport express. Right. And, you know, the whole family uses that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We, we, we've we got a networked printer, and I say it's a multifunctional device, so it scans and it'll also send faxes, but the, the, the last time I sent a <laughs> fax on it, the last time I sent a fax on it was never. Um, so, yeah, exactly. you know, that's, that's a pointless part, but they, they throw that in there because it's like a, a probably a 30 pence or, you know, 50 cents it's the software yeah well yeah but it's That's obviously all. they need the adapter as well to go into your phone line yeah yeah well Very yeah often. but how much yeah, is they, how they much is an to, rj45 precisely, jack you precisely know? so um you know that that side is is really not required but the um yeah i mean we do quite a bit of printing the you know the girls use it and uh, certainly mrs g uses it quite a lot but uh i do 
I rarely print, I must admit. Well, how often do you use the scanner? Uh, now, I use the scanner quite a lot. I must admit, I've often, I did think when I was buying the printer whether to buy a separate scanner, which was a higher quality scanner, because I do scan a lot more. I, I probably scan more than I print. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of end up like that too. Uh, my son Peter has an all-in-one up in his room that has kind of become the the de facto scanner. I, I had an Epson, I think it was a Perfection 630 or something like that that finally gave up the ghost four or five years ago, and I never replaced it because I just, I just wasn't using it enough. Yeah. Well, and I, I think... think uh, I think that's about it, really. That's we 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 can't we can't do too much more on that, unfortunately. You know, it, 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 just look for a compatible one, and if not, go for those uh, go for those software alternatives. Yeah, and just see if, if any of them will work with the printers that are available to you. Well, yeah, if you've got and, a printer, if you've got a printer already, then you might as well see if uh, it'll work. Um, uh, with your current printer, especially if you think it's going to die, because you, you know you might just get that little bit of extra life out of it, and uh, for a two or three bucks, then you know you, you've not wasted yeah. too much. That's right. So I guess I'll t- I'll take us out. Um, I tell you what, guy, you're supposed what? to say you're supposed to say what then? But I don't know. oh, what th- what then? Oh wait, no, just what? Okay, <laughs> go on then, take us out. <laughs> Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Hi, Timothy Gregoire here from the Church Tech Geeks podcast. Well, I'm about to run a sound check here at the church for a concert, but I want to take a quick moment to tell you about the Church Tech Geeks podcast. It's a weekly show that talks about all things live production and church technology. We talk about topics from live sound, lights, and media to building websites for your organization. Join me each week as I walk you through some useful skills or while I talk to special guests from Adam Christensen to Nate Rake in a media shout. Now, if you excuse me, I have the concert run. The Church Tech Geeks is a member of the Stoplight Network. It can be found in iTunes or at thechurchtechgeeks.com or in the Attack of the Stoplight Network feed. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. It's an interesting affair. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the third section. And um, I'd like to say a, a big, huge thank you, thank you to Nick Hall, who has gone above and beyond the call of duty. He really has. Yeah. And your Woody is, is being carefully handcrafted Correct. In, in my mind. And I will be getting it to you. As soon as possible, Nick. And the so, reason so, why we are so, so yeah, happy people, about Nick. People are going, why is he getting the Wooty? Come on, guy. Why is he getting the Wooty? Well, the reason why he's getting the Wooty is uh, he, he made something for us. And really? He did. And it's amazing. And are, are you ready, Gaz? Go on. Go on. Hit it. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. 
that. That is so great. There are so many levels in there. That is brilliant. And I don't mean sound levels. I mean levels of competence and incompetence from me and you. That is just superb. Nick, I salute you. We we do salute you, Nick. And that is, and the the part that cracks me up is, you know, I mean, it's one thing to take some some built in music, and you know, just throw in something for like, okay, it's Gaz's tip, but to to handcraft, <laughs> you know, taking what? audio snippets from stuff that we had done in the past, <laughs> and put it all what? together. What got me, guy, was I actually looked over my shoulder when somebody said hit it. <laughs> Thinking that it was it was uh, it was someone there. I had to turn around. Oh, it hit it. Who said that? Gaz's tip. Brilliant. Hit it. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's mostly. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. That's so great. I love that. <laughs> okay. It's almost a shame to spoil it with a tip now. It is. It is. <laughs> anyway, this week there's no tip. <laughs> No, there is. There is. Uh, And this is a tip, really, uh, or a hint, which has come from my use of, uh, and I hinted to it earlier in the show, in the first section. Um, It's a nice, easy, quick one. Uh, Basically, it's a hint um, where if you've got a set of photos and you want to change or even put a location into a photo that doesn't have the ability or the current location already tied into it like with an iphone when you take a picture it has its gps location um but obviously lots of dslrs and other compact cameras don't have that capability so what i said earlier was that i often take a picture with my iphone at the location when i was trying to perhaps use the dslr and if you highlight in iphoto a particular image or multiple images uh after you've copied actually an image which has got the location in it so you're looking in iPhoto you've got a photo you can see that it's got the location data in it and it's correct you just copy that photo so you just go edit copy and then you highlight the images or multiple the image or multiple images which were taken in the same area Uh, you go up to the menu bar uh, you click on edit and you'll now see the option paste location available to you Click on that option, and now all of those images or image that you've selected will have the location applied to them. That is way cool. It is. It's really useful. It is really useful because, you know, I, I like to have the – some people don't, but I like to have the locations of, you know, pictures, especially landscape images. And what I'll do is obviously – um, I'll, I, I used to spend hours making sure that I got the exact location on there. And now all I do is just get the, the – I mean, you can take the image of the floor if you want to. It really doesn't matter. As long as it's you know got a, a 3G signal or a decent signal, it'll have a GPS location, which is pretty much where you want it to be. So if you're taking lots of pictures, really good, actually, if you're taking a panoramic view because then you can apply that uh, to the panoramic view Um uh, the location of it so yeah superb i like it good little tip from me i think <laughs> that is a good tip <laughs> hit it it's time for gas's tip okay if i do now, it too much I'll, I'll burn us out on it yes you will but because now what we need is a that's the end of gas's tip <laughs> nick nick it's up to you dude 
<laughs> you got you got to get there. That was Gazzy's tip. Mostly clean. Mostly clean. Okay, guy. Have you got an app? Have you got an app pick this week? I. Whoa! What did I just do? You just deleted everything. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> hold on! Hold on! Ah, what have you done? You've killed the show notes. Undo. It's back. Come on, I Zim. did. I did. <laughs> oh, I was sweating then. Wow, <laughs> that was just not good. Okay, um, my tip is. Don't do what I do on a podcast and erase show notes while you're recording. That's just not good. That's Guy's tip. Mostly clean. Um, my app pick is called iFiles. It's by Amagam Software. It's an iOS app, and it's a file manager. Uh, it also allows you to view documents, uh, edit text, it's a voice recorder, Wi-Fi drive, and much, much more for the iPhone, iPad, and iPad pod touch and you you basically it, it like kind of sets up a, a little folder on your mac and you drop whatever it is you want in that you can create folders you can do all these great things and get to your documents that you have on your computer onto your ios device and edit them and, and them back and forth kind of similar uh but it doesn't have the storage capability that dropbox does uh but i i like the way it looks and and i haven't given it a full test yet, but I've been looking for something that's going to be a really good file manager, and uh, I think this is going to be it. Okay, well, one test for you. Here's a test for you because I had exactly the same uh, problem of trying to get a file from my computer onto my i uh, device, um, okay, my iOS device, so I could then basically upload it or do something with it on the device and then upload it to Twitter, let's say. Um, one of the problems I had was getting it into an application which would then allow me to either manipulate it and then get it into another application. And that's the biggest ah. hurdle. So if it can do that, then it is it is a winner. But I think that's where it may struggle. Well, I know uh, Dropbox and Evernote and a few of the other ones, uh, you select the file and then it'll, you'll have a little drop or a little drop menu that will say, okay, well, do you want to open this file? And it'll give you a list of compatible apps for that file on your iOS device. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, it, if, it's, got, if it's got that capability, then, you know, you're, you're onto a winner. But uh, that's, that's one of the the issues that I, I came across trying to upload quickly yeah. and easily upload into the right location so I could manipulate and then send. So yeah, if, if there's, if there's one area where iOS really, really kind of falls down is uh file manipulation getting yeah. files yeah. on and off of the device and, you know, services like iFiles and Dropbox and, and a few of the other ones have done what they can within the parameters of what Apple will allow absolutely. them to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it would be nice instead of, you know, having to say, okay, well, here's my iPad with its beautiful screen, and I have to hit go a couple of pages and then hit this program, start this program, get to the file, and then tell it to open up in another program. It's like, really? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why can't yeah. I just do that from like a home screen? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, hopefully, right. but we're not we're know. not going to solve that tonight. 
No, we're definitely not. Not with our picks, anyway. Um, <laughs> no. and, my, and my pick is not an iOS pick, so it definitely won't help you. Um, mine <laughs> is basically iPhoto Library Manager. Now, I may have mentioned this before. I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned it in the past, uh, but I don't think I've had it as a pick. Uh, if I have, then I apologize. But I'm not going to apologize for Fat Cat Software because, actually, I've used this uh, periodically and every time it it works for me i just i just love this application in the workflow it enables me which is obviously um manipulating my photos away when i'm away and then merging them but it does so much more than that it can it can export photos it can pull photos and put them in a separate folder it can use smart folders and, and keep an eye on on things for you it, it does more than just merging uh it's $19.99 it's from fat cat software iphoto library manager i think there's uh i think there's a trial option so go take a look but yeah folks always make sure you've got backups of your photos that's one thing yes. i always do yes. whatever software i have i've always got a backup of my photos yeah, my wife was just asking me tonight that, or was telling me tonight that that Peter has some photos from when she used to use his computer before I got her the MacBook, and she said, "Well, how can I get his photos over into my iPhoto library?" It's like, okay, okay, you know, <laughs> let me let me think about this because the photo management can get out of control yeah, if, well, if you're not very very careful. Yeah, uh, well take a look and see whether this will help you out guy because it's um it's cracking little software i mean is that on the mac app store also um i not do you know i'm not sure because i've i've given you the link direct to the the website so let me just have a quick look it may not i'm I'm already hitting it i photo manager i don't think it is pix assistant it's not available on the mac app store no no because I think okay. it has to do too much in the background uh, and at the core level to to do the stuff that it does. Um, but it's um, it's good software and Fat Cat. Yeah, I just like the name of Fat Cat software as well. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Hit now, it. No. <laughs> Hit it. No. 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 Hit it. Uh, we have we have a people's pick. Um, I haven't seen this app before. It's called Flow Free from Anon, and I'm guessing no, no, this no, is no, an no, iOS no, app. No, 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 no. It's Flow Free from Anonymous. <laughs> it's not Anon. The company isn't Anon. <laughs> oh, oh, is, is the name of the app Flow Free? I, yes, and I don't know yes. who it came from. Uh, so oh, I put. Oh, uh, <laughs> hold on. Flow. <laughs> Free. Oh, don't you love it when when everything just comes together? Okay, that is from Big Duck Games LLC, and it's a free app. Well, that would make sense because it's yes. flow free. free. <laughs> Connect matching colors with pipe to create a flow. Pair all colors and cover the entire board to solve each puzzle. But watch out, pipes will break if they cross or overlap. Uh, free play through hundreds of levels or race across, race against the clock in time trial mode. Gameplay ranges from simple to relaxed to challenging and frenetic and everything in between. How you play is up to you. So give Flow Free a try and experience Mind Like Water. Supported by ads, but apparently they don't annoy you in the game itself. Yep. That's nice to know. Thank yep. you, Anon. <laughs> 
It's like when you're reading, you know, quotes in a book and it's from Anon. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy gets around. He does. <laughs> he does. He gets everywhere. Oh. Okay, Facebook. Moving, moving on. Yes. We're still at 130 likes. Oh, I tell you but, what, people, you really best start liking us on Facebook because if you don't, Kai's going to get angry, and I, it, I, I'm the one that takes the pain. So <laughs> you're you know, the one that has to pay. Don't give us, don't give us three or four likes in one week, right? Talk to each other, right? Send each other emails <laughs> or on Twitter, and do it one a week, you know, and then that means for four weeks I don't have the pain of guy moaning about the fact we've got no more likes. Oh. There's no more new likes on Facebook. <laughs> and that's just what I sound like, too. Yeah. Yeah. I have hours of that before we actually record. So please, help me. <laughs> if you don't help Guy, help me. Oh, uh, but on, on the, the positive, good, happy side, uh, we do have a new iTunes review. Oh, now and that it was I from like. out- Now that's good. Yeah, and it was from outside outside the U.S. or the U.K., Ooh, cool. And it's from Bernard Bernard Walt Walters Walters, Walters yep. for, and he's from he's from Canada. Oh Canada. no, sorry, Canada. Those Canadians Canada. get everywhere, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. It says two guys that are good at what they do, and they also podcast. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what, I, what I like best is is this end part. It says this is how they should end every show. I think this is the best show I've ever done. And I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> okay. Did he, did he add I that? I know that already. <laughs> in as well. Yeah, and oddly enough, it was there in the Google page. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Well, thank you very much. Yes. That's, that's brilliant. Superb. Yeah. We like, and, we like uh, iTunes and, reviews, don't we? We do. We do, we do. And Bernard, please send me an email to one of the contacts that we'll talk about here in a minute, and I will send you uh, an iTunes thank you, Woody. Excellent. So where can where can he get a hold of you then, Guy? Ah, ah, that's right. Boy, that was smooth, Gaz. Um, <laughs> Bernard, you can get a hold of nobody else, just Bernard. You can get a hold of me at guy at mymac.com or on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Gaz, what about you? How can uh, Bernard get a hold of you? He can contact me at Gaz, G-A-Z, at MyMac.com, or on the Twitters, Twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Zed. Zed. Damn it. You was Zed. perfect. You was perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I didn't say you were oh. perfect. I said you was oh. perfect. Okay, oh, you can also okay. contact both of us at twitter.com forward slash uh, Guy and Gaz. That's G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z, no spaces. Z. <laughs> you can also, and, contact, uh, you can also contact us at feedback at mymac.com. Or there's a number written down here, Guy. What is that? Uh, well, apparently only my brother, only my brother knows how to use a telephone. <laughs> um, it's a Skype number. It's area code... Seven zero three four three six nine five zero one seven three four three six nine five zero one. That's our Skype number. Excellent. Call it. No, don't call For it. For God's sake. No, don't. call that number. Don't call it. I'll nobody, be so happy. Nobody call it. <laughs> That's right. Then and then you'll get the angry guy. I'm <laughs> so angry. 
<laughs> but anyway, I'm not angry. I'm not angry that we're almost at the end of the show because okay. I'm getting a, I'm getting an ice cream headache. So, uh, everyone, thank you so very very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really really do appreciate it. We love you, long time. Such a long long time. And hey, Gaz, there's there's something there at the end that that Tim couldn't find. What is uh, that? Question mark. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it exactly. Question mark. Kind of, yeah, go ahead. Put it there. Put it there, Gaz. I saw you there on, on Google Docs. Put the question. Oh, all right. You know what? Here, there. Oh, wait, crap. It didn't do it. Uh. Okay. Ah! <laughs> At this point in time. What is going uh, on listeners? here? He's trying to put a question mark at the end of the word end. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the All New App Minute Podcast. It's not that we're overly lazy. It's trouble with Skype makes us crazy. It's all the delays when we wish it would behave. It's no wonder we're both a little spacey.